All right, guys, Eric Paul's in here. Going to give you the best bets for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. We're coming off of our lock bet, Emiliano Grillo over Ian Poulter there. That was an easy one to cash. We're going to give you one of those lock bets again in this video. Let's get right into it, guys. So as you guys can see, we already do have the cover boy, Sam Burns there. He's going to be a popular option. He already was bet down from 50 to 1 to now 45 to 1. So I do want to call out uh, this right here for you guys. This is something that I posted Monday morning, pretty much an hour after um, the odds came out. Not much has really changed, which is kind of surprising with this week. And I think that kind of tells you the week that we have here. It is a week where there are a lot of quality plays given their current odds or, you know, salary points if you're doing DFS. You know, they all kind of make sense. There's no real standout ones, although we do have a couple here. So, you know, starting Monday, I was really on Terrell Haddon. You know, great staff in good current form. Plays well on tougher tracks. Sam Burns, 50 to 1, now 45 to 1. Um, and I expect some of these numbers to change a little bit more come Wednesday night. Paul Casey, 25 to 1. Matthew Naismith, one of the best staff hits in the field, 100 to 1. And then the seventh best staff hit, Patton Kazire, 175 to 1. And then Sunjay, I'm 25 to 1. So just look for that. You know, Monday morning, it's going to be tweeting that out. You know, we got to. Got to get that out there for you guys, especially with that great graphic game that 9 and 5 has going, you know, best probably in fantasy golf there, you know, take pride in that, to be honest with you guys. I, I like the graphics there at 9 and 5, but we'll just touch on these ones here real quick, kind of show you guys why I like them. We'll start off here with Terrell Hen. So I had Terrell Hen already pulled up. Now, recent form average. Now, this is just based off of the PGA Tour. You know, it's kind of redundant if you want to look at the European Tour. You know, it's kind of it's tougher to like gauge those in terms of PGA tour starts. Now, obviously if they're playing well on the European tour, you'd like to see that. And that's exactly what Terrell Haddon has been doing. And that carried over into his start last week where he had a 22nd place finish there at the WGC event. He also played well at the RSM classic in his two most recent PGA tour starts. We look at his course history. Now he's really getting knocked here because of his 69th place finish there in 2018. Other than that though, fourth and 29th and a first place finish, obviously last year, Terrell Hatton just really plays well on these tougher tracks, so I really like him as a pick. His only bad stat that we're looking at this week is par 5 scoring. Now, if a player is scoring on par 5s and they're not making many bogeys, they're just setting themselves up to make the cut. And this is a course where if you're taking advantage of the par 5s and you're not making many bogeys, you're going to be putting yourself into a good position. So if he gets a little bit better there... The sky's the limit for him. I could easily see him going back-to-back -back titles this week. 18-1, to 1, I really do like him as a pick. And then we just go on to Sanjay M here. So Sanjay M, 25-1. to 1. Kind of shocked that we're getting him at 25-1. to 1. Recent form average is 29th in the field. You know, that or recent form average, 29th just in general. That could be better, but really not any bad starts. A 5th, a 12th, a 32nd, a 17th, and then the 28th place finish last week. We saw that he was right there <laughs> to potentially... You know, Wendy kind of fell off there, but the game is there. So I won't be shocked if at a tougher track where he typically does play better at, you know, two straight top five finishes here, you know, he won at a tougher track as well. Could easily see him going out and playing well for the best staff in the field, guys. His lowest stat that we're looking at is par five scoring, 37th in that. Everything else is T37 or better, top 10 in toll driving and ball striking as well. Sanjay M does make a lot of sense for a guy that we know is going to play smart and, you know, does play know better on tougher tracks and talk about a guy that plays better on tougher tracks we got paul casey here guys so once again with him the only worry with him is that he's 126 in par 5 scoring and you know that's just the worry with him but he's strong in uh, ball striking strong in total driving you know top 13 staff fit 
course history. He hasn't played this course really in the last four years, except for 2017 when he had that 41st place finish. If you guys watched the core plays video on Monday, you guys know I'm on him. I like Paul Casey a lot as a pick, you know, two straight solid finishes. And, you know, he was in contention come the PJ championship. He just plays better on those tougher tracks. So yeah, I like Paul Casey this week as well. And then just touching on Sam Burns, everyone's on him, but he is going to be a quality pick for us uh, this week. So Sam Burns, just looking at it guys. So course history could be better but let's just put into perspective sam burns was really nothing up until this season uh, i remember talking about it uh, i think on the write-up like two weeks ago on the nine to five write-up like two weeks ago i'm like guys it's more shocking that sam burns isn't a top 10 staff at th this week than the fact that he's not because sam burns had been a top 10 staff at really the whole year so far this whole pga tour season thus far and he's back there again this week top four staff fit you know recent form it's there. You know, he had one bad start mixed in there. And that's kind of what's knocking him. Other than that, 18th, 22nd, 39th, and then a third place finish there at the Genesis Invitational. He was on the betting card that week. He's going to be on the betting card this week as well. You know, he's one of those guys that you would say are due for a victory. And then just going to touch on a couple of other kind of long or not long shot bets. We'll get into that in a second here, but you know, bets here that I really do like. So um, Jason Kolkrak, 35 to one. You know, that is not the best number there, but he's a guy that I easily could go out and see winning. You know, he's a guy that is checking all the boxes this week. So once again, if he goes out and does well, not going to surprise us. Um, course history average, he has one mixed miscut, but really other than that, 18th, 10th, and a 52nd place finish. Uh, recent form has been very solid, especially last week where he had a top 10 finish. And he really didn't have anything going, guys, last week. And he was just able to kind of, play a solid golf game throughout the whole week and ended up with the top 10 finish just imagine if he goes out and actually plays well he could easily go out and win this week i wish the odds were a little bit better 35 to 1 does seem a little bit steep maybe you guys can shop around and find some better odds there still i don't mind him as a pick and then just talking about you know mark leishman here i actually don't mind i think he's gonna be a quality pick for us this week you know 50 to 1 seems kind of low for his caliber of play um i think He's a solid pick. And then same thing for Louis Ustase. And I'm just going to compare those two here um, to show you guys kind of what I'm seeing. So Louis Ustase, and just want to throw it out there real quick. Top 12 staff fit. Recent form average is great. Has kind of struggled at this course, surprisingly. He's a guy that typically does play well on tougher tracks. So, you know, it, he makes much more sense as an outright bet than he would kind of in your PGA DFS builds because, you know, outright bets, you're just kind of wasting one bet instead of like wasting a risky play on a build where you could go elsewhere um but i really like him you know <laughs> recent form is great stat rank is great and then we'll pull up mark leishman so mark leishman kind of the opposite of that where he's not the best stat rank play as we can see but everything else is there you know both of these guys are raining out pretty well 11th for mark leishman in the model i like him at 50 to 1 and then 20 model rank for louis Ustason. i like that as well but let's get into the top 40 bets then we'll get into those long shot bets because there are some pretty decent ones this week where you know the numbers aren't really making too much sense and we'll get into that here and actually guys my lock bet of the week is actually going to be here in the top 40 section that's actually going to be kyle stanley so kyle stanley i really like he's checking all the boxes this week i'm going to pull him up on my uh, nine to five player sheet here and just talk it over with you guys so if you bet like $20 on him, you're going to profit 30 if he gets the top 40. And the reason why I like him is that he is casually checking all the boxes. So course history wise could be a little bit better. 
miscut in 2019, but after that, a 14th and a 17th place finish. Recent form has been great. 32nd, 18th, 36th, 39th, and 32nd. So what are we seeing there, guys? All those finishes have been top 40 or better. Now he gets a course where, you know, he's playing well. He's a top 34 staff fit. Where is he lacking? He's lacking in par five scoring and total punting. Both of those, he ranks like 170 or so. But he's 47th in ball striking, 24th in bogey points, 19th in effective greens gain. So Kyle Stanley, to me, at that, at those odds, to get him to top 40, I like that a lot. Now, I wouldn't want to push it really with a top 30, but maybe you could get him as like a made cut bet as well. Um, I think that's really strong. Please don't burn me, Kyle Stanley. You know, he's casually been a value play for 9 to 5 for a while now. So, you know, hopefully he can come through for us once again. And then after that, I'm just looking for some other plus numbers. Some of these guys will be long shot bets, so I won't touch on them too much. But who are some other picks? So, like Cameron Pierce, guys, he has been playing some great golf. Yes, he let us down at the Puerto Rico Open, kind of fading there. Um, I know if he had won, I would have taken down a lot of money at the Puerto Rico Open. Instead, he only hit top 10, which was fine. But at plus 175 to top 40 for a good stat fit, for guys in great recent form, I like that number a lot. And then we could potentially go back to the well with John Huh. I'd be fine with that. Don't want to touch on that too much because I don't love him, but I'd be fine with it. Brendan Steele at plus 163 to top 40. I like that number a lot with him as well. You know, those are both solid numbers for players that, you know, I don't think we'll win, but those are great numbers. And then Charlie Hoffman as well. He's a guy that I'm going to be betting outright, but if you guys would much rather want to like, I don't want to say top 40 because he's a guy where if he does make the cut, I fully expect him to top 20. So maybe that's the route that you go with him. He's a guy that could be in contention as well. Just don't want to go crazy with it. But let's just talk about some matchup bets. There are two that really stuck out to me. And I'll pull those up here, guys. So the two that really stuck out to me were actually Rory and Terrell Hatton. So let's just pull up those two. Um, we'll compare them on the 9-5 to five sheet here. So we got Rory and then we got Hatton. So everyone knows that Rory really isn't in the best recent form. So we can see the stat rank 35th. That's actually getting better, guys. <laughs> Just so you guys know that. It's been getting better. Um, recent form rank 25th. You look at Terrell Hatton, 7th in recent form, stat rank 14th. Course history average 22nd. But the, I think the real difference here is that, um, you know, Rory's rated 8th in the model. You know, that's not bad. But Terrell Hatton's rated 4th. I think why this was kind of posted is because they both have good course history a lot of people are going to bet that you know roy can kind of just overcome his i guess poor recent form and play well i shouldn't say poor he missed one cut and other than that they've been top 20 finishes i'm just betting on the plus number with terrell hatton there i think that's a little bit safe this week um i do want to say there there might be something with rory playing on these uh florida courses because i don't know if you guys remember the match 2.0 the taylor made match that happened um he really dominated that course and that was another florida course as well so maybe there's just something to florida golf that rory mcelroy does like but for me i do like terrell hadn't over rory this week um and then just there's one other bet that kind of stood out to me you know there's not really a lock bet here for matchup purposes but i really did like jason day and jason kokrak so we'll pull up the jasons here Back and tight. Let's get it. All right. So Jason Kokrak and then Jason Day making it easy on us. So let's just compare the two guys. 
Um, Jason Day ranking out 27th in the model. Jason Kokrak ranking out 9th in the model. Um, the only thing that Jason Day has on Jason Kokrak is course history average, 18th. Let's see what it is. So uh, 22nd and 23rd where Jason Kokrak's coming off of an 18th and a 10th in his most two recent starts. You know, I only like to look at the last four years of data because that's when it's the most significant. After that, it really, really falls off a lot. And so, yeah, Jason Kokrak is there for him, but recent form wise, we can see it. It's been there for Jason Kokrak. Um, just overall, grays out as a much better play as Jason Day this week. So, that'd be another one that I go with, especially at those plus numbers. That's why I really like to see. Then, you guys know that I like Paul Casey this week. So, Paul Casey over Patrick Reed. Let's just pull up those two and compare them. So, Patrick Reed and now Paul Casey. You guys already saw Casey, but we'll, you know, pull them up for comparison reasons here. So Patrick Reed, you know, he's putting like a beast this year, but that's really all he has going for him. Um, he does tend to play better on tougher tracks, but, you know, course history could be better. Um, a 7th, a 50th, and a 15th, not bad, but, you know, could be better for going up against Paul Casey, I guess, where, you know, recent form, they've both been solid recently. I just, I like Paul Casey much better as a stat fit, you know, 13th compared to... Um, 45th for Patrick Reed. And we're just getting him at a plus number. You know, the better ranked player in the model at a plus number. You know, that is something that just kind of stood out to me. Now, if you guys don't want to do those, you can get into the long shot bets here. And we'll touch on those right now. All right, so long shot bets here, guys. For me, a long shot bet is anyone that is plus numbers, okay? Or, sorry, not plus numbers. Uh, 100 to 1 or more. You know, anyone can really nail um, someone below 100 to 1. Like, I would say Cameron Tringale, 80 to 1, kind of a long shot bet there. I don't mind that. Like, I've been our girl, 90 to 1. I don't mind that as well. But I already mentioned Charlie Hoffman. You know, if you want to bet him to like top 10, maybe outright you can. 100 to 1, I don't mind that. You guys can go that route. But Chris Kirk was the first one that really stood out to me. Um, 110 to 1. That to me is a standout play. So Chris Kirk, I believe he played golf in college or resides, um, played golf in college. He did play golf in college. Obviously we know that. Uh, I believe he um, played his college golf in Florida there, or he lives there or something. I think he has some sort of Florida connection there. Um, but I really like him as a pig this week, guys. 39th in course history, you know, once again, that's one miscut kind of factored in there. Other than that, a 13th and a 15th place finish. That is phenomenal. We look at his recent form. Second, 16th, miscut, and a 16th place finish. Stat fit-wise, you know, it could be a little bit better in greens gain. I do worry about that effective greens gain there. It could be a little bit better in par 5 scoring, but bogey avoidance, 8th in that. Ball striking and total driving are kind of right there as well. Total putting the ball very well. You know, to get kind of a guy that's checking all the boxes at 110 to 1, that is something that is appealing to me. Uh, given those odds. And then Matthew Naismith, um, going to touch on him because you know, he's just a quality staff at this week. He's one of those guys that are due as well. You know, it really wouldn't shock me if he kind of was the Sam Burns this week where, you know, he's in contention to win and then just can't close it out. That wouldn't shock me. So he only has one start here at this course, missed cut. But other than that, pretty phenomenal. Eighth stat fit, guys. Third in strokes gain total, sixth in effective greens gain, and his lowest stat, other than total putting where he's horrible at, is 48th in bogey avoidance. Recent form-wise has been there, like I mentioned. After the miscut at the AMX, a 48th, a 7th, a 16th, and a 20th. So he's been playing phenomenal golf. You guys could easily carry that recent form uh, with Matthew Naismith. And then we're going to look at Patton Kazire as well. 
Is it Kaziah? If you guys missed that tweet, you missed out on it. It's the song Desire. I don't know. It's it's a good one. Find the tweet on 9 to 5. It's a good one. But kind of same story with him where, you know, two missed cuts, but he's a great staff fit. You know, his recent form could be a little bit better, but we're really hanging our hat on the staff fit here, guys. Seventh uh, staff fit. And he really has no weakness, whereas Matthew Naismith had somewhat of a weakness. And he's really effective at what we want him to be effective at. So 25th in ball striking, 44th in bogey avoidance, 58th in effective greens gain, and 25th in par five scoring. So that is all signs or good signs that we want to see out of a long shot bet there. And then just going a little bit lower, there wasn't much that I wanted to see, but 175 to one for Panic Desire, you know, for a top 10 staff hit, that does make sense. Um, but after that, long shot wise, not much that I was really hanging my hat on. Um, <laughs> Gosh, darn it. I did it again. <laughs> hanging my hat on. The Hatton, Terrell Hatton, hanging my hat on. It's a freaking, it's kind of a meme that I posted on Twitter. It was a good one. But kind of just final thoughts here, guys. So we'll get into the final thoughts. So final thoughts for this week are that, you know, I think that this week, DraftKings and really everyone else did a great job with the pricing and with the odds that there's not that many standout picks where it's going to be one of those weeks where, you know, maybe it is more of a betting week because the numbers are all solid and you can kind of just pick and choose your spots where there's not any that are standing out because in DFS, it's more or less going to be getting on the right track, getting kind of lucky with that as well that, you know, maybe someone like Sam Burns, who's chalky, maybe kind of disappoints and misses the cut. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of other quality options right by him um, this week. So it's a very interesting week outright wise. I know last week kind of continued the, I guess, nut kit. <laughs> nut kick continuum of 2021 where we're just nailing second place winners I, yes we hit daniel berger but um <clears throat> brooks kapka finished second uh cameron Piercy, you know fell off there on sunday uh was it bryce garnett and rob oppenheim were both in contention at the puerto rico open so you know one of these guys that we mentioned here are guaranteed to be in contention and get second place kind of like sam burns i guess two events ago where he got third place so if you guys want to view the tools that were used on 9to5sports or on this video here, you can go to 9to5sports.com. All the tools are here for you guys to be able to use. Uh, once again, these, my goal is to get, pretty much take the work out of it for you guys, make it as easy to use for you, the user, to be able to help you guys benefit, whether that's in PJ DFS or your fantasy golf bet. So hope you guys enjoyed this video. If you did, please give me a like, subscribe. I do appreciate that. We'll be going live on Wednesday to kind of wrap up the week here for you guys. Keep that excitement up for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. I know I'm pretty excited for it if you guys can catch that. All right, I'm out. And as always, guys, let's keep cashing.